0: Air, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GAA podcast, slicing into the GAA of the past, present and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. Hello, Gwich, bonjour, ni hao, konnichiwa, guten tag and previat to you all wherever you're listening in. What started as a message to 10 clubs has now expanded to more than 50 clubs globally from all continents. The journey through Loaf 2 GA Global continues this week as we move on to our next destination in the GA world. So come with me on the GA journey of a lifetime and meet clubs from Canada to Argentina, South Africa to Gibraltar, Bermuda to the North Pole, New Zealand to Kuwait, Knoxville to Qatar, and literally everywhere in between. So grab the passports, grab the bags, it's time to go. On slice 27... I travel from the paradise of Bermuda to the south of the USA and the state of Texas. Here, I meet Ali from Dallas and Eddie from in County Roscommon to chat all about Dallas Fionn McCool GEA. We chat the rows of Trillie links, the name of Fionn McCool and the website story, NBA Hall of Famer Ronald Blackman's son on the team, the Alamo and the Irish, Bernard Flynn, Desi Farrell, DJ Carey and Michael Dighton all playing with Dallas, Railway Cups in Dallas, the Rossies nickname. The Joe McDonough story, the amazing Dallas St Patrick's Day Parade, Ali's career at Boston and having a midfield of 6 foot 8 and 6 foot 7, that and much more as we find out all about Dallas GEA. But first as usual, let's take a trip through the city of Dallas and find out what this amazing place has to offer, Bon Sultas. Today, we fly from Hamilton and Wade International Airport across the southern US to the Lone Star State of Texas and the city of Dallas. Texas is the Lone Star State as it was once its own republic, having separated from Mexico in 1836. The Lone Star on the flag shows their independent spirit. Texas is just slightly smaller than the northwest state of Alaska in terms of land size, but is more than 60 times the population. It's also more than 8 times the size of Ireland. It also has an economy similar to that of India. Yes, the 1.2 billion population country of India. Everything really is bigger in Texas. Dallas is the ninth biggest city in the US, but is still smaller than statemates Houston and San Antonio. Modern, historical Dallas was part of an era called New Spain, belonging to the Spanish colonists in the area at the time. It was in 1821 when Mexico split from Spanish rule that they declared Texas as part of their own Cuehía y 15 years later the Texan people declared their own freedom from Mexico. The name Dallas has too many theories to go into, but most revolve around various people with that surname at the time. In 1845 Texas became the 28th state of the US, passing their vote by just a margin of one. Railroad construction helped Dallas hugely and it became a booming centre for construction and production in America. During World War II, the Ford plant was located in the area and produced vast amounts of transports for the US Army in their quest. Previous to these times, the area was, as you might expect, an agricultural stronghold, with many Native American routes passing through the area also. Modern day Dallas is often referred to as the Silicon Prairie or Telecom Corridor as more than 5,500 companies in the sector reside in the city Names such as T-Mobile, AT&T, Nokia and Verizon are synonymous with the area, while JCPenney and American Airlines also call dallas Worth region home. Texas is famous in history for many events and perhaps two are more familiar than others. Firstly, in 1836, during the Texas Revolution, about 200 Texan volunteers under the command of William B. Travis and Jim Bowie, decided to occupy the fort and defend San Antonio against the Mexican army. Among the volunteers was the former US Congressman from Tennessee, Davy Crockett. Leading a greatly superior force, General Antonio Lopez de Santa Ana surrounded the fort of Alamo and laid siege to it for 13 days. On February 23, 1836, the second day of the siege, a volunteer smuggled out a heroic letter from Travis calling for help from the people of Texas and all Americans And concluding with the stirring words I shall never surrender or retreat I call on you in the name of Liberty of patriotism and everything dear to the American character to come to our aid with all dispatch incredibly 15 of those who died in the Alamo were Irish and today one of the seven flags at the Alamo Memorial is the Irish tricolor at the time Irish white emigrants made up the largest minority in the USA Men like Sam Houston, an American with a grandfather from Antrim, fought to death to defend their territory. The cries of, remember the Alamo, followed every shot, but the Mexicans didn't understand. The Alamo itself, a three-acre site, was converted to a military site 70 years previous by the Spanish governor of the area at the time, a Dubliner named Hugo O'Connor. Clinton O'Neill, an Irish descendant, fired the first shot. Derryman Robert Evans was the Alamo ordnance man. Others with names like Nolan, O'Neill, Carey, Jemison, Ryan, McGee and Burns, all held their Irish fighting spirit to the end. Before the siege, they were joined by a man as I mentioned named Davy Crockett, a leader now famous in US history, whose father John was Irish. Today, Alamo is a UNESCO World Heritage Site, and if you go to Enoscortium-Exford, you might find the Alamo Hotel. Why? because many killed in fighting were from the sunny southeast county, including John Power from Ballygarret. Sadly, the second event that Dallas is known for also is a huge Wexford link.
1: ...shots were fired as President Kennedy's motorcade passed through downtown Dallas. A crowd
2: screamed and lay down on the grass as the motorcade went by. It was not known if the shots were aimed at the President. Repeat, it is not known if the shots were aimed at the president. Here is a flash from the Associated Press Dateline Dallas. Two priests who were with President Kennedy say he is dead of bullet wounds.
0: On November 22nd, 1963, President John Fitzgerald Kennedy was assassinated as he drove in his motorcade through Dealey Plaza in Dallas. Beside him, his wife Jackie. In front, Governor Connolly, who was also hit, and his wife. Despite best efforts, Kennedy died in the nearby Presbyterian Hospital to the devastation of a nation and the world. Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested for his murder, a series of sniper shots from the upper stories of the Texas Book Depository. Oswald was due to be tried for the murder of Kennedy, and also of an officer, J.D. Tippett, killed during his running away attempt. As Oswald emerged in handcuffs to the media the following day, he was himself murdered by businessman Jack Ruby. Even today, the theories surrounding the entire event are endless. What isn't disputed is that the US lost its 35th president. Today, if you go to Dunganstown, County Wexford, you will find the Kennedy homestead, where President Kennedy visited not long before his death. Here, he met with relatives, drank tea, ate sandwiches and mixed with the locals on the country farmyard, something the most powerful human in the world rarely gets to do. That visit in June 63 changed Ireland and inspired a positive attitude. Personally, my own links to Kennedy are evident as my grand-aunt Sheila Mullally was part of the design company who produced clothing for the family. One of my favourite possessions is the photo of her on the White House steps, photographing Kennedy as he meets and greets. As for famous names, Dallas isn't short of a strong list. Singers Michael Lee a day, better known as Meatloaf, Vanilla Ice Polyphonic Spree, who you hear in the background, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Mara Morris, Nora Jones, Usher, Selena Gomez, Kelly Clarkson and Willie Nelson, Friday Night Lights actor Jesse Clements golfer Jordan Spieth, philanthropist Melinda Gates and Morgan Fairchild, better known to some as Chandler's mom, Nora Bing and friends. On the sporting side, Dallas is home to several big name teams. In the NFL, the world's most valuable team in any sport Is the Arlington based Dallas Cowboys winner of five Super Bowl titles since their foundation in 1960. They boast players in their history such as Troy Aikman, Tony Romo, Tyrell Owens and Roger Staubach. In the NBA the Dallas Mavericks are the Trailblazers on court with a remarkable playoff appearance record this century while the Dallas Wings are the women's NBA team of the area. The Texas Rangers are the baseball stars out of the newly designed Globe Life Field Stadium while the NHL team Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup in 1999. FC Dallas await their first ever MLS title in soccer. As for Dallas GA, I'll let our guest tell you more about it. But before we meet Ali and Eddie, there's one last thing that we have to mention. Father Ted t-shirt with the words, I shot J.R. plastered on it. Of course, J.R. for those who don't know, is the great man J.R. Ewing from the iconic TV show, Dallas. Played by the actor Larry Hagman, the show itself ran from 1978 to 1991, where he played scheming oil tycoon, John Ross Ewing of the oil-rich family, during the show's portrayal of his brother Bobby's marriage to Pam Barnes, the daughter of the rival family to the Ewings. The famous Who Shot J.R. episode remains one of the most watched of any TV show in history, second only to the finale of The Great MASH in 1983. By the way, Kristen Shepard, his sister-in-law, and woman he was riding on the side, shot him. And so it is to the GEA scene where it's time to meet the amazing Ali D'Amico and Roscommon legend Eddie Geraghty as we hear all about the crack in Dallas GEA. Hey Eddie.
2: Hey, how are you?
0: I'm not so bad, how are things? Not too bad, how's things? Yeah, sure alright, yeah. how's all it in Dallas? Oh, all is good, it's
2: like good Irish weather here today, it's raining.
0: Jeez, it's like good uh, non-Irish weather here today, it's 23 degrees, so. Oh wow, Yeah. where are you, ba- where are you based Jason? Uh, Mullingar.
2: Oh, very good, yeah, I actually, I lived in Mullingar for four years back in the day. Oh Jesus! What
0: brought you here, Where are you from originally? Or
2: I, I trace so I'm an accountant. I trained as an accountant in a, a firm, uh, one of the biggest firms in running guards, like uh caneering company. They were Grant Thornton back in the day. Okay. Uh,
0: so when what year they're... was
2: that, or... uh, yeah, I got probably going to date myself here. <laughs> uh, I was between ninety two and ninety six.
0: Okay. Uh, I was a bit. I was a bit young for remembering. You were, yeah. Back <laughs> then, yeah.
2: Basically, the uh, you know where Westmead Motors is.
0: Yeah, I live. Um, I used to live in Bellevue Terrace across the road from Millie's. You probably know Millie, I'm sure. I remember Millie Bellevue yeah.
2: Terrace. Where was Bellevue
0: Terrace? The red brick houses beside the uh, Mazda garage on the Dublin Bridge.
2: Oh, I do know where you're on about, Jay. Yeah, yeah, I used to yeah. walk up and down that road just because I, I didn't have a car at the time, so I, I knew quite a lot. Yeah. So um, I, uh, so I lived, in, I lived in, cause I was young, you live in different places and all sorts of stuff. So I used, I lived in different ends of Munger. place I spent the longest in was beside the office. Cause you know, those, well, they were new at the time. They're like 30 years old now. Uh, <laughs> they were right behind the Westmead Motors garage. Uh, yeah, there's,
0: what's it called? Belle, Belle, um, Bellevue. It, Bellevue. Yeah. It is, it's yeah.
2: Bellevue, isn't
0: it? Yeah, my where I live now. Like I've been in, I was in Dublin myself. And my wife were in Dublin for the last 12, 13 years, and yeah, moved home, and now we live just up the road from Westfield Motors. Basically, um, uh, hello, Ali, I presume is it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, Jason. Hi, hey, Ali. how are you? Hey, Ali, how are you? Very fine, thanks. Uh, Jason, is my audio coming through okay?
0: Oh, it sounds perfect. Yeah, that's that's the Great. most professional, closed in setup I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, compared I, to. I did-
3: When I was between jobs, I did some freelance voiceover work. I actually uh, got started in it because friends and I won uh, a top 10 spot in an iHeartRadio contest for podcasting. Yeah, we did a a scripted podcast about Mozart. And so we got a grant. We got a really fancy microphone and (laughs) we did a quick like self crash course on Google about like audio setup. So like, yeah, I'm in my closet, but I wanted you to have like good quality audio for this. And this is like the deadest space in my house. So.
0: Uh, and where are you originally from Dallas and earlier?
3: Yeah. So I was, my, my family's from a little bit of all over my, my dad's from Ohio. My mom's from Michigan. I was born in Florida, but grew up in Texas. Wow. And the reason I give you like that whole <laughs> yeah. convoluted thing is cause Dallas isn't a very transient city. A lot of people who are in Texas are from Texas and they've been from Texas forever. So it's like, I grew up in Texas, but I'm not one of these like seven generations yeah. back people.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. So I, I haven't been to Texas. It's, I've been to about half the American States, but Texas is one of them that, um, it's not one that I've been to unfortunately, Ohio. I think I have Florida. I definitely have, um, Michigan. No, I don't think so. Um, I think that's, that's one that's on my list. So I've got, yeah, I've got a few years that are definitely on the list anyway. So I'm on a, what's the, the GA club? How did you get involved in that or?
3: Uh, so, I got involved uh, shortly after graduating from undergrad. I went to the University of Texas at Austin and I worked at the sponsor bar for the Celtic Cowboys, the Austin Club. Okay. When I.
2: His, his. <laughs> oh,
1: by the
3: way.
1: What? He'd already given out hiss, about His, his.
2: There are men. Rivals. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. The yeah. <laughs> they're, the Boo, yeah. <laughs> they're the local parish. They're the local parish. Okay. They're miles away, but they're the local parish. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah, I know. So, uh, Anyway, when I when I moved back to back to Dallas, where I grew up, um, you know, friends had moved to different places. It was just kind of like getting to know the city all over again. And I needed to meet some new people. I was teaching primary school music at the time. So it was like either people I had known since I was eight or they were eight. (laughs) Um, So I needed to get out and meet new people. And so um, the, the guys in Austin were like, yeah, here's the information for Dallas. Go play football. You'll love it. I didn't even own cleats at the time I did marching band and martial arts before I played Gaelic, never really a team sports person, yeah. not that I had anything against it. It just wasn't for me as a kid. Yeah. Um, I went to one training, fell in love, bought cleats the next day. And I've, I've been coming to training pretty regularly ever since.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I should, like uh,
3: seven years ago now,
0: I've got a lot of American clubs on and, uh, I've had to get a couple of them just to explain the word scrimmage because I was like, unless <laughs> anybody over here watches an NFL, they're not going to know what we're talking about. And then, so cleats. Then for anyone who hasn't a clue, is football boots essentially boots? Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, for for some of our American uh recruits, uh, at least like when we're out in a pub and at the night out after the game or whatever, um, uh, we kind of have to do the reverse when they're like Gaelic football. What is that? And uh. O'Connor, Elaine, Al- Elaine. No, not Elaine.
2: Yeah, Elaine. Elaine. you, Elaine,
3: Elaine O'Connor. She, when I first played football, yeah, another scalmon woman.
0: Oh God. <laughs>
3: um, she described it as like soccer and rugby had a baby. And I loved that, but it didn't seem to go quite far enough because of the round shape of the ball. So I would always add, uh, it's like soccer and rugby had a baby, but somebody had an affair with volleyball. And okay. if nothing else, that at least gets us a laugh and usually yeah. a Facebook-like because they have to okay. go look it up and see what it is.
0: That might be a good tagline for this podcast, yeah, because the hurling one the most we've used most so far is like Jason Statham in that film where he just goes, it's a cross between murder and hockey. So yeah, uh, yeah that's good. <laughs> that's I'll use a good that for Gaelic football, so yeah.
3: I, I like for hurling, it's like uh, baseball and lacrosse had a baby, but somebody had an affair with field hockey.
0: Field hockey, okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, I was like, what other sport is left, yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I definitely use that one. Uh, Eddie, you said a Roscommon woman. Does that mean you're from Roscommon? Or? Oh, yeah, I'm from Roscommon. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, I'm surprised y'all hadn't already talked about that when I hopped yeah. on. You were talking about all the... So, uh, so Eddie,
2: I, I used to live... So, um, Jason's from Mullingar, so I lived in Mullingar for four years. That's where I was trained as an accountant. So I did my apprenticeship, if you will, and...
3: Oh, gotcha, his, okay.
2: ...his stomping grounds. So that's yeah. what we were talking about when you get Gotcha,
3: up. gotcha.
0: Uh, whereabouts in Roscommon are you from?
2: I'm from, so I, I'm from Atleague, but my mother oh, yeah. lives in Roscommon Town now. It's, it's in the area around Roscommon Town.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. It's right on know. the Galway
2: Roscommon border.
0: So yeah. At-League,
2: so we're, we have big rivalries there. So both my parents are actually Galway, All but right. they are still both at or my father's no longer with us, but um, they're both still at league because they just moved the other side of the parish. So, my okay. father always used to say, We're blow ins over here. So, if we didn't get <laughs> yeah. our place on it, if we didn't get our place on a team growing up, it was because we were blow
0: ins and in Galway people. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. And how did you get from how the hell did you get from that league to Dallas via uh, Mullingar?
2: <laughs> yeah, good question. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. Mullingar's got a lot to answer. <laughs> um, so I, uh, so I worked as an accountant, so I ended up, um, I ended up, after I after I finished with Kinnears and Grant Thornton, I, mm. you qualify as an accountant and then you go, you know, as well as you kind of have your training finished. So I ended up going with KPMG originally oh, yeah. uh, in London. So I worked in London for a few years and I ended up moving with them a few times. And I ended up in New York with them. But I have a brother who ended up in Dallas randomly. And I used to go down and visit him. Between one thing and another, I ended up marrying a girl from here, we went back to ireland we were back in ireland for seven years six seven years so we we're in dublin and we decided we'd move back um 10 11 years ago so that's how i ended up in dallas yes, so you look like it's a, really my brother because yeah was...
0: you look like oh, a man who's far too oh, young fault. yeah you're far too young of a man looking to be uh to be traveling around that much seven years here and 11 years there you know? oh, stop yeah well that's the way it is early to, early 30s i would say out of push
2: oh thank you jason see <laughs>
0: Definitely, yeah. It was, it was a very Ali, youth, there's a lot, to there's <laughs> it's, a lot we can learn
2: from this man.
1: A lot we can learn from this man. Yeah, <laughs>
0: definitely. Yeah. yeah, Irish people tend to look very young, anyway. Isn't that the case? So, yeah, yeah generally, yeah. yeah. And I was, uh, young,
2: I, I was younger before I went out last night. I Can I tell you that? <laughs> I'm feeling the best.
0: I think everyone says that after uh, after being out. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So you know, it's you know it's a holiday weekend here. Memorial Jesse. weekend, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's,
2: a, it's a bank holiday today. So
0: we. Uh,
3: we need we should probably uh at some point talk about the dubliner and the role that it
0: played yeah yeah, yeah, part, no, definitely, yeah definitely well. well are they your main irish kind of sponsors
3: uh yeah well ali so i'm of, not
2: too sure this year They're, they've always been there for us there's been yeah. a bunch of irish pubs that have been there for us so
3: yeah like the it, the the irish pub scene is surprisingly good in dallas i you, you don't really think of dallas as this like Irish no. Mecca or anything like yeah. that, but we've got a very solid pub scene with a really tight knit community. Um, it's looking like Lachlan's is going to be our, like more side, sort of main title sponsor, but there's some crossover and ownership between the Dubliner and Lachlan. So it's, it's like the same community of people, if you will.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: and it's, yeah, I would also put our St. Patrick's day celebration up against anywhere else in the United yeah. States. I lived in Boston for two years. I saw a Boston St. Patrick's day celebration. And let me tell you, I like dallas is better that one year it was 17 fahrenheit i don't know what that is in in celsius but it was wicked no, cold no. just too cold yeah. covers were too expensive and drinks were too expensive we had sunshine in dallas it was like i'm gonna say like in the upper 20s celsius i okay. can do that conversion a little bit faster yes, okay. them when we get into like below freezing stuff yeah. it's, it's just gone yeah um
2: it's it's actually perfect time of the year for us isn't it It
3: really is mm-hmm. it, it's
2: it's before we get hot and it's after mm-hmm. we get cold okay so and like-
3: there's there's a strong patio culture here as well so you're just outside there's the covers aren't terribly expensive i mean there are some covers but it's not too bad and the drink mm. prices aren't raised that much okay. so you can still like definitely yeah. go out on a budget yeah. which is i need nice. i need
0: to get the boston guys on to tell them their paddy's day is shit. basically <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh they they know i i, told, okay. I like oh, I, I i will like I uh, the i played with the shamrocks up there they're yeah. a lovely club absolutely love the boston shamrocks um
0: Patrick's Day say though well the, the, yeah. like
3: the local gaa wasn't involved in the parade oh all, well, that's no good. Yeah, good and there wasn't like any sort of group celebration so the next year i was like even though i'm still in grad school i was like nope i'm sick of this new england spring it's chilly and I miss sunshine. I'm I'm going to Texas for St. Patrick's Day. It's fine.
0: They're too focused yeah. on the Patriots, I presume, aren't they? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Be, so it, it's
3: interesting.
2: St. Patrick's Day parade here. I think it's one of the largest in the country. Is that right, Ali? It's like that, over. That wouldn't
3: surprise me. I, I don't yeah, have. It's over a
2: hundred thousand people actually come physically yeah, and watch it.
3: I, I don't Jesus. have the data for it, but that really wouldn't surprise me. I at least the year that I saw Boston's parade, ours felt bigger, both from a point yeah. of people lining the streets and a point of like physical size of the floats. Like there yeah. were, we'll get some like mm. double decker floats here in Dallas because people get creative. Um and yeah, we- it's
2: surprising, it's surprisingly bigger. There isn't as big a uh, Irish diaspora or roots yeah. here, but people just love the sympathetic separate to the to point a few years ago. There's been a lot of issues around because one of the things that uh, they've done here for the last few years, literally just up the road from me, is and uh, it's actually Peter Kinney in the Dublin or that area. There's an area, a block of bars on Greenville, and it's a, it's a good street, right? And yeah, they actually they block off the whole street for St. Patrick's Day, and literally no cars. And the police, they get permission, obviously, to do this. <laughs> and there's something like 10,000 people go to that party. And it's literally a block. They call it a block party. And uh, but the last nice. few years, because there's been so much, there's been it's it's a bit messy. A lot
1: okay.
2: of a lot of drinking, as you can imagine. Yeah, and a lot of families and stuff in this area. Like I said, it's literally at the head of my road. Uh, people have been kind of given out about it, and they tried to people tried to get it banned.
3: Oh, oh wow. no, I didn't realize this. All yeah, the they did. And,
2: and and then there was a whole thing that the sponsors didn't come in because it's heavily sponsored. A hundred thousand people. Mm. It's yeah. a lot of people's history has to get yeah. And in the end, the one that who actually saved it, and he was the Marshall two years ago, the last parade we had, because obviously we didn't have it the last two years, um, was Mark Cuban. I don't know, you know, Mark Cuban, he's a billionaire Texas guy, but he's famous for owning the Dallas Mavericks.
0: No way. And, yeah, and
2: and he was the the equivalent of what's the show in Ireland it's called sharks over here what's it yeah what's it's, it it's shark tank
3: over here it's dragons yeah, like or something den or dragon's den in the the dragon's yeah. yeah wow
2: And I so think he's, like, he's has got one as well yeah he's like a, there's a lot of people talking about him there's talk about him going for president after donald trump Anything's oh, anthony's oh ha- possible <laughs> yeah. and he is definitely he's started to be on political shows now so he's a huge <laughs> large he's one of these larger than life characters but and fairness, I'll give him one thing. He saved the St. Patrick's Parade because he literally just wrote a check and made it yeah. happen.
0: Do you think Poor, he would play cause... in midfield for you know?
2: <laughs> he's actually a big guy. He he's he's famous as well for the Dallas Mavericks for getting into rows with referees, even oh, he's, okay. on the bench.
3: he's He's a very involved sports he's owner and involved. he's he's like not only like with his team but with the community mm. as well so as far as like larger than life billionaire sports team owner personalities go yeah he's certainly better than jerry jones the owner of the dallas cowboys like i'll take mark cuban any day
0: well if he's we starting row Rosa a referees he sounds like a man who's made for the <laughs> ga because
3: yeah yeah no, what you is. need
0: to do yeah yeah, yeah Just you, yeah, need, no, you he, need someone he, like him yeah
2: Actually, yeah, episode drops, about... we'll
3: tag him on Twitter. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. I
2: never
3: thought about that, Ali. He
2: actually would be a good man to get involved. And we actually, surprisingly, it's a small community here, even in the business world. You'd okay. be amazed yeah. how quickly you can get to these people.
0: Six degrees yeah. separation is probably quite quick in Dallas, It's I would probably say.
2: tighter in Dallas. It's weird. Okay.
0: So it's I like, Mullen, like Mullen Garden.
2: It is. Mo- I you, you, you may not believe this, Jason, but one thing I found in from Dallas, because I came here and I knew no one. Hmm. And literally people said, oi, Nothing happens here as regards jobs or business that is online or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's similar to Ireland. You have to get out there and just yeah. talk, start talking is shite, isn't Talk it? shite to people, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: That's Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, talk shite to people, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that's that's exactly. So, Dallas is a talk shite city, probably so. the best.
3: Eddie, I have a question for you. Um, so you came to Dallas and you didn't know anybody. And I know that you were one of the people that like helped found the club. So can you talk us through that kind of journey of like coming to Dallas? Not Because really, mm. whenever I've moved to a new city, whether that's Boston or D.C. or or wherever, the first thing I do is reach out to the local G.A. because I didn't yeah, know yeah. anybody in mm. those experiences.
2: So I, I'm going to, I'm going to give uh, lots of names here to <laughs> the people that really I was the one that actually took the baton as much as Things So the actual founders of the club, and this is probably all, most people don't even know this, but the club was. And so I came back here. I came here in July, 2020, whatever, 2010, 2010. And the guy, it actually, in fairness, we talk, we talk about Austin, our main rivals, but the main reason we exist is Austin and Pat Doe. I don't know. He, he As regards your podcast, Pat would be a really good guy for you to get on because Pat okay. is Mr. GEA. I think, in America this stage. And he's, he's still, like, Pat's 45-ish, he's, or 40-ish. So he's still relatively young, according to me and us. So.
3: <laughs> he's he's <laughs> also very active in, like, not only the Texas GA, but the Southwest GA as well. Yeah, okay. but yeah, reach out to him. I'm sure he'd be yeah, happy yeah. to be on. Yeah,
2: I don't even know I don't even know does he have official positions at this stage, but if if I wanted something done in Austin, I pick up the phone to Pat, do you know such and such? Yeah. He's one of those guys, he's a really good guy. So Pat actually, so they had a club down in Austin, and they had started to get going a bit and they started to get a bit better. And uh, Kevin McCann, uh, who who is one of our guys here. Kevin actually, Kevin is a, he's from Tyrone. He's a hmm. lunatic Tyrone man. In fact, mad <laughs> into his football. And he was in his twenties and he wanted a bit to play a bit of ball. So he reached out to the Austin guys. So he started playing football with Austin, even though it's 300 miles away. I know it yeah. seems weird, but th- that's what you have to do. And just through that, that uh, Pat asked uh, Kevin. He says says, Jesus, Jesus Christ, would be great if we had another club in Dallas or, or you know what I mean, yeah. even for a challenge game. Is there any way you could get a challenge? Because we are playing the Nationals in a few months' time. It would be great to have a few challenge games, even if it wasn't that, whatever. So, literally, McCann decided he started ringing around everybody. And we didn't even have – we didn't have near enough Irish people. And that's why our probably club is a little bit more diverse than most mm-hmm. clubs. We just don't have the numbers um, – and uh, he started reaching out to Aussies, Irish, <laughs> over 50s, under 20s. It just was a myriad to get 15 players on the field. And actually, it's funny. Now, I, I saw somebody posted on Facebook, because it was 10 years ago last year, the first game of McCools. Right. And I, I guarantee you, Ali wouldn't know hardly any of them. And most of them <laughs> never played again after that. Well, it was <laughs> just because there was Peter Holland. There was all these guys. And they're all local businessmen. They happened to be Irish. And they played football 30 years ago. So they, they were giving a talks. So we ended up having a challenge game. That was before me. And then they ended up, okay, obviously Austin hockey just. But in <laughs> yeah. fairness to the Austin guys, they took off all their players at halftime and stuff like that, as you do, right?
1: Mm. And then
2: we decided we'd have another challenge up here. And then it happened up here. And then I came over literally then that month. And the whole idea was challenge games for Austin. And then that that October, November, uh, we kind of got together uh, down in Austin. A few of us went down and um, kind of talked about doing something like uh, Texas Championship mm-hmm. sort of effort. And uh, it's funny, Johnny Zimmick, who you probably know, Ali. Oh, yeah, I love
3: Johnny. John,
2: Johnny turns up at this thing. Johnny's like a lunatic. He, I, yeah. I, I love yeah. him, but he's a lunatic, right? He's a guy that literally will go to the moon and he'll end up being Neil Armstrong because he's daft enough to think he can be. Right. He turns up at this meeting, he hugged the whole meeting and there was no club in Houston. He didn't have any players. He didn't have any committee, but he was telling us all how to do it. You know, and that's Johnny. And it was like,
3: I mean, Houston's got a club now, though. Yeah, yeah. because of him,
2: because you know what I mean? Uh, and brilliant. so it's kind of that's how we ended up getting together, and very much from the start. Oh, sorry, I missed one thing. We did go to nationals with Austin the first year, okay, and we did, we scraped a team together to go to nationals a year after that, and we teamed up with Austin in the hurling. Right. right? So weirdly enough, I'm from the Galway. Oh Board my God, we
3: I... actually did hurling things, Oh Jason. You know, we, we, we our club is not a hurling club. Yeah. I mean, we would love to grow to be a hurling club. We just haven't been able to generate the interest in the same way we have for football.
2: But the reality mm. was, Austin wasn't either. It's just, yeah. we both had football teams, and Pat Tobe says to me, he says, would you have a few hurlers? We want to put in a hurling team. Because most of their guys were hurlers that just were from gotcha. very much Cork, Limerick guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they said, I said, well, I actually I actually pled for a scamming back in the day. I meant to a hurl. So it's all good. And then I got two or three others. So there was about five of us from Dallas and that was enough to get a squad of 16. Yeah. And it's funny to just give you an idea of the levels of it. My brother, Brian and Brian is 55 or six now. So he was, that's 10 years ago. So he's 45, 46. So he was playing. And yet on the same team, we had Adrian Mannix who a year later was on the cork panel in Ireland right so we had really, a i didn't know adrian went on talent.
3: to to do that I, I i i worked well i didn't work um i met adrian on a summer that he he and some friends were okay. on a on a j1, j1 while one, i was yeah. working yeah, at, yeah. at the pub i didn't know he went on to play hurling at such a high level that's awesome
2: oh yeah but adrian when he played like by the way we were playing junior b in north america so oh, you yeah. can imagine. he was pretty good I'm fair <laughs> yeah. to- a ringer. To- it's funny, over the course of the weekend, I got pretty handy myself. I got the old, you know, the, the old knack back. And we had another guy, his best friend, Sherman O'Connor, who had also been an intermediate. Oh, Sherman, I hard love hard. Sherman. So these were, you remember these guys? Yeah, yeah, host, yeah. No, it, was, it was
3: Adrian, Sherman, and I think the other guy's name was Mark. And it, the three of them came over the same summer. Mark wasn't a, a footballer, Mark in fact. Mark
2: He wasn't there. He, he didn't okay. go to nationals. He must have left before that.
3: Possibly. I I remember I, I went, uh, on a study abroad to England after that summer and so I, I hopped over oh, to right. Ireland and I went to visit them and Sherman and, and Adrian were playing a game but Mark wasn't so Mark took my friend and me
0: to yeah, go watch yeah.
3: this match yeah. and then we went to this like little cul-de- cul-de-sac of pubs uh, afterwards and it was just a first time I ever had a hot whiskey I just <laughs> it was just such a great experience overall it was really great to see this like the sport played at a high level but also in such mm. a community
2: yeah
3: yeah
2: space. that's amazing yeah. yeah yeah i i think mannix so to give you an idea how mannix was from or he is still is he's down, still down in austin by the way but right, um right. he um he was he was a top underage player in cork and he played for a junior club i think or okay. intermediate okay. but they ended up winning the intermediate championship but they were literally flying him back from austin well <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so he was a decent player, That's and he ended up in Cork it? panel. He he stayed at home, and he ended up in the Cork panel. He played Cork. He played National Hurling League. He never played Championship with them, but he ended up. At, he probably needed he's, he's a good guy in fairness. He enjoys the fun. He was yeah. never wanted to. Do, he he was never willing to make the sacrifices, but he was a serious hurler.
0: That's amazing, yeah. You feel like yeah. yeah. So, so, so we won sorry, the we won so. the junior
2: B championship in North America, <laughs> and even out of that, it actually was really good because it, it bonded the clubs a lot together. Yeah. And yeah. out of that came the Texas championship, and out of that then we have this. Uh, it, it, it's funny. Then it grew to a, a, a rivalry at a point. They they were way better than us, and then suddenly we got a bunch of guys in at, at a time. John Widge, me Al they all came at the same time. I'd like to give you an idea, me uh, Michal's uh, sports. He's a PhD in sports science and he's oh, over right. here. He works for Elite Sports. So he's actually on the books of Donegal. He's actually their chief advisor in sports no science way. for Gold Giena. Yeah. There's actually yeah. an article about him on The Independent. Now, he's the best self promoter ever, <laughs> but he's a really good guy. But he's very, he's obviously very knowledgeable in sports. He, he coached Clare footballers under Mick Dwyer when Mikko was last coaching.
0: Wow, Miko. That was oh. that was
2: when he was in his early twenties. Now he's he's still he's his only in his early thirties. He's a good guy. But uh, so we we have these random people pop up. Yeah. and In fairness to uh, Michal, um, michal has been a huge driver of on the field stuff in the last eight, seven, seven, eight years. John Widgerly was another guy. John played for Cork for years. Or in football, he. In, again, he's a guy that maybe played some championship, mainly, and it was around the time the Cork won the All Ireland. So he was, hes a top fubber. He's one of my best friends. He lives literally lives around the corner.
1: That's but fair. he's
2: um, so we got those—we were lucky enough to get those guys randomly dropped off a, a spaceship into us <laughs> at a time when we needed somebody, and then suddenly uh we a few of us who were in local businesses we started recruiting j1 students
0: (laughs) (laughs) of course you did
2: yeah but Uh, we we did it And fairness to us we did it in a better way we never it was never for the summer it was for a whole year
0: okay that's yeah no
3: i i I do do remember that we never had we very rarely in in my memory anyway have had people come over for just the summer it's always Hmm. been minimum six months
1: well, oh,
3: The
2: okay, yeah. selfish reasons as well. If you're looking at a business and you're trying to bring somebody over, I'm not going to have you over for two months.
0: Yeah. One long term. Um, yeah. What, what's your numbers like today then as a club?
2: Um, I, I They're getting there. Get,
3: yeah. yeah. So, so that was probably when the club was like at its height and Eddie, I'd, I'd still love to hear a little bit more about the origin story of the women's side of it. I am learning yeah. so much about the origin story <laughs> of, of the men's club and some yeah, of so it, I might. knew, but some of it I didn't. <laughs> um, But, you know, I, uh, as I was playing what I like when I first got started, that was like kind of right at the height of all of this. When you guys hmm. won, it wasn't junior C, it was junior B championships, wasn't it?
2: it actually it like, was junior C, but then the okay, it was Junior C, where, but it, we played junior A and nationals now. And it's funny. Yeah.
3: Well, no, like the, the last time yeah, it was in Boston, that was my yeah, first season.
2: It's funny junior C back then they had all the teams in junior C and there's very few teams in junior B and junior A that yeah. kind of, met it more, whatever. So now we're in junior A, even okay. though we never won junior B. We right. got floated up there and we ended up in the final in junior B the last time we were national. So we're obviously yeah. decent enough. Yeah. But, um, but like
3: we weren't recruiting in quite the same way. There, no, there no. were some more um some other sports leagues kind of popped up. Um rugby was getting very popular, yeah. Aussie Rules was getting popular. Mm-hmm. So there was just um more not more limited resources to pull pull from because dallas is a big city we just weren't seeming to tap into those yeah. recruiting options that, mm. that some of those other sports were so it was it was low there for a minute and and i was in boston at the time but it seemed like just from keeping in touch with the club and everything that the women's team kind of carried the club for numbers for a while and that was even like right as before i would before i went right before i went to grad school we would have a co-ed training and you'd have like almost twice as many women as men. And so we would do a co-ed training just to get everybody mm. moving and yeah. practicing those motions and things. Now the shoe is kind of on the other foot. The men are doing like absolutely fantastic um, with numbers. They they're getting people yeah. out. We've been able to collaborate with one of the Aussie rules clubs um, and, and bring their lads out to sort of help with numbers and just kind of get, you know, we will go to their golf tournament. They'll come to our golf tournament, mm. kind of that's sort of a friendly relationship. Um, but I'd, I'd say I'd say we're we're getting there. It's it's coming out of quarantine is really helping as people are looking for stuff to do. They want to be outside. They want to be active. They don't necessarily want to go back to a traditional gym. Mm. Um, so we've we've been able to get there, and thankfully we've always been able to field both clubs. Like we've been able to register with the USGA with enough numbers. For that now have we always been able to get a team to travel yeah. somewhere travels a little trickier especially given the size of the u.s mm. even given the size of texas um, yeah it's huge. <laughs> but it's, it's we still have a good core group of people consistently coming out yeah. and okay. um, that that kind of goes to one of the reasons i like having a co-ed club is that we can pull resources like that if recruiting's down one year for one side the training numbers are still up because you've got the other side and, and mm. vice versa there's just a lot of Support there rather than trying to pull from the same resources of like sponsors and, and yeah. field space and things like that.
2: Yeah. I, I, in fairness, to follow on what um, Ali said there about the numbers, um, again, and again, you're on about the origins, Ali, of the women's club. Um, I, I'll be perfectly honest, which I'm going to give that one to. I actually never mentioned in the original club, Patty Walsh was one of a Patty Walsh. Again, we we're lucky. Patty played football for Mayo back in their. Before they started getting to the All-Irelands, and he's one of the main reasons we have a club because again, he's one of these guys. He was a, he literally carried the whole because our team was a, a ragtag group, and he was literally an intercounty <laughs> footballer. He was still only in his early thirties, yeah. right? Yeah. And he literally would go, and he's the most humble guy in the world. And he's like this guy: you do not think he's one of these guys that's ridiculously physically strong, but you don't see it until you get a shoulder from him,
0: <laughs> and then you know all about it.
2: You know he's five foot ten, five foot eleven. He's not exactly heavy built. He's
0: yeah.
1: just
2: strong. Wire, wire, we call it back home.
0: Wirey, yeah.
2: Wirey, and and not 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 wirey is in ten. He's just just he's he's. Just
0: strong and yeah, <laughs> and
2: just very humble guy. But he was the main reason I'd say that we like McCann started it from just madness of starting a club, and yeah. then Paddy Walsh took the baton. And in fairness, then the you kind of got grouped. Actually, the original, if I was going to say the five founders were Paddy Walsh, uh, Brian, my brother Brian, who's like Mister G. He <laughs> rings the lads back home every week to tell them what's happening back home. He's been here thirty years. Yeah, uh, obviously Ali's laughing; she knows the story. But that's the way he is. He's just addicted yeah. to DEA. And then you had Davy Devlin, who's a Monaghan guy, who's an absolute lunatic. If you Google him, you'll get a load of stuff about him. <laughs> um, he, he, he's married now to Halia O'Sullivan, uh, or Hayley Devlin now. But um, he, he forced her to enter into the Rose Tralee one year wow. right? And that's how actually we met you originally Ali right through the Rose yeah Creek yeah
3: or... I I was uh Austin had like I said I was living and working in Austin at the time they had, had encouraged me to to go out for it nothing ever came of it but it was still a lot of fun yeah
2: really, I was about to ask
0: there's something the like story behind that somewhere <laughs> yeah
2: well, Haley, Haley ended up basically not just winning the Texas Rose which you usually don't do you have to enter it in a bunch of years right. but usually it's whatever but she ended up winning that she went to Tralee she won the whole bloody thing what's her name and she didn't she and as a, as a friend of ours at the said, time it was Haley you, O'Sullivan okay yeah Haley O'Sullivan and literally uh, one of the lads Paul Devine who sadly died since he used to go on, huh. remember the year the Newcastle guy he used to go on about the year Davy won the rose because it wasn't about <laughs> Haley. and if you google Haley O'Sullivan you'll see all these pictures of this mad Monaghan fella you know Whoa. On on the on the papers, but in any case, like, but he's very he's very salesy. He's like Mister Sales. Yeah. So, he, but again, uh, great crack, great great friend of ours. But um, uh, but he was instrumental at a certain point because he went into the bars to all our English friends and started answering them about the Gaelic football and all And like Paul Divine, he got Paul involved. And once you get Paul, you get all the English lads. So so by the way, our team we've had a lot of English lads over the years.
0: Yeah, sounds like yeah. <laughs>
2: We've had a lot of the English lads, and it's like yesterday. The reason that I have a sore head this morning is because I was up with the English lads yesterday because I played soccer with those guys. So it's kind of an English Irish community. We don't have so that division. There's enough of them to cause trouble and not enough of us. So we kind of <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, take uh, together, uh, but
2: Carl uh, Pig. Carl Pig played a few years ago, and Carl was really good. Ali Bradshaw was one of our best players, and he was a guy that was on the books of Bradford or Brackburn Rovers back in the day. So a brilliant soccer player. So look
0: up all gave, these names like, later. Yes.
2: You, yeah, you get it, you get guys like that along the way. But um, uh, the reason the women started, so Patty Wall started the thing and we started training that year. I remember it was that year that there was a hundred days over a hundred degrees. Do you remember that, Ali? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That was a wild summer. It was summer.
2: the hottest summer ever in Texas, which says something, right? It was brutally. And yet we went out three days a week <laughs> in, the, in the evenings. And it's literally a hundred degrees in the evenings. And when I say hundred, like 40 degrees yeah. centigrade it kills you but by god you get fit in it i remember going to nationals that year and we didn't even we brought water we didn't use it because we we're going <laughs> like what do we need water for it's not even close where, to...
3: where was the nationals that year it was
2: san francisco
3: so oh, it was very okay. mild oh yeah i've heard about
2: that one like, yeah. everybody else is guzzling water and we're there like oh, i don't feel like i need to drink water anymore because it's hot <laughs> exactly it's weird <laughs> But in any case, uh, so Paddy and I started doing that. And then Maria Reardon, who's back now, right? Oh, Maria. Okay. I met Maria Reardon. So we met Maria playing soccer at some league and told her about the Gaelic football. She came back down in the Gaelic, the Gaelic. And Maria was dating Dee at the time, I think.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I... this is where my knowledge of the story kind of comes up. Okay. It's more on the gossip than the football.
2: Yeah, yeah, Well, you know, friends, we're a very diverse community over here, Jason, <laughs> yeah. and we have all sorts of. We're very woke, aren't we, Ali? We try, we try our best. but we're all ca- we're we're all carrying weapons as well, so we're, we're we swing every way over here yeah. politically. But in any case, um, Maria. Maria had played football in Dublin in ladies football, and she came out training with, and she's good. Like, and in fairness to her, she brought because she was dating D. Next thing D, and D is Mad and Crossfit. These are these two girls from Down, two twins. And like they're 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 50 now, right, Ellie?
3: Gotta be. They, they must be, but the, the you would never know it. They're so fit. Okay. They're and so then... fit.
2: Like they're ripped. Yeah. They're like training six days yeah. a week or nine days a week. I don't know, whatever. But in any case, so that's how D got involved. And then D brought um, no, no.
3: Yeah.
2: And then suddenly out of that grew a women's club.
3: Oh, I love oh. that. I it's love weird. that so much. It, well, it, versus, it just um... happened
2: again because of Maria just happened to turn up at a soccer game one day. Yeah. And she had played Gaelic, and we said, oh, yeah, come down, because we're mad for numbers, right. yeah. you know, men, women. So we'd, we've grown the club. And it's funny, you were saying the other day, Ali, that most clubs back home, there's a whole, there's a whole movement now to unite women's and men's football. There was a bit of a scandal last year with mm. the Galway women, was it? That's right,
1: yeah. yeah. And
2: a lot of the problem is it's so political because the women want yeah. to be independent from the men. If that, mm. if that may make sense in Dublin, it does not make sense in at League
1: because yeah. we're barely
2: yeah, it, enough to think, it, have one pitch it yeah.
3: kind of made sense in boston because there were so i i auditioned for grad school I, I got my master's in music education and arts administration from the boston conservatory at nice. Berkeley so when i say i auditioned i mean like that was just the set of hoops that i had to go through i yeah. played french horn and da, 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 da. so when i auditioned i knew i had boston in mind i knew i was like looking to move there so i immediately looked up the GAA and there were three clubs at the time of my audition. But then by the time I got my acceptance letter and I was ready to move, one of those clubs had folded due to financial issues. Okay, And so then there were two women's clubs. I couldn't tell you how many men's clubs there were, but it just blew my mind that there were only two women's clubs, no camogie, and then all of these other separate independence men's clubs. And the way somebody explained it to me was that, you know, this way we weren't necessarily tied to one club for, sponsors we talk about mm-hmm. like golf club golf yeah. tournaments and you know trivia night fundraiser things by having a women's club not associated with a men's club we could invite all of the men's teams and not have to worry about it so that like sort of made sense to me but it was still just a little mind-blowing because every other yeah. interaction i had had with an american club was co-ed
0: yeah i have to ask just, Texas but, well, were too uh, spread out yeah well, well i think of it has crossed my mind just you're talking about the club foundations the the name Sean mccool is quite unique in a g8 term is there is there anything behind that
2: so again i'm
0: gonna
2: i'm gonna throw another name at you here ali you yeah go on. uh there was actually an effort from a bunch of american guys jason you know jason harris ali oh yeah yeah so jason and a, a group of guys and there was a guy larkin from dublin that i didn't know i just had heard about him and they tried to Not set Philly up larkin, what? No, 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 not, he, not in my. Okay. T- he hasn't been around in my time, so that's oh, okay, around okay. in your times. So I, I I couldn't even tell you what his last name was. Brian and those guys and no. Sure, but they um they tried to set up a club, and they were all Glasgow Celtic supporters. That was their <laughs> common bond. So they. I'm trying to think. Did they have a game? They may have had one game, and it just folded. I think just the wrong people, wrong time, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they used, but they, they were all computer guys, and they had, they yeah. had websites and stuff like this long before any clubs had websites. Yeah. We had probably the most technologically savvy club <laughs> that didn't have any players ever. Nice. And in fairness to, again, I'll go to Paddy Walsh. Paddy Walsh is Mr. Practical. He is no, he's totally humble. He didn't try and put a Mayo stamp on this club. He kind of went. We need a website. Okay. And he started Googling and he went, There's already a club in Dallas. And then he went, No, no, that club folded. Hey, they've already got a website. We're gonna take it and we're gonna call our name. We're gonna call ourselves Finn McCool's because that's just Brilliant. the easiest path to the next
3: step.
1: That's
2: it. how we became Finn McCool's.
1: That is I had that's no idea. I, I thought brilliant. it had
3: something to do with like the mythology and the legend.
2: And, like, exactly, I'm sure it uh... did
3: originally, <laughs> but you'd have to ask
2: Jason Harris, why did we okay. pick Finn McCool's? Because we picked it because it was there and there was already a website. <laughs> so we, we already had the
0: domain. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was I get That was like a story and, history and, part and, to it. Yeah.
2: And I suppose one of the other things is it was convenient because you know in Ireland because tip, I, in hindsight I'm going to say Paddy had thought about this but he probably hadn't but it was actually a good thing in the end because we didn't call it Party Pierces or name yeah. your yeah. Uh, name your Irish
1: <laughs> Patriots
2: yeah. and in fairness it didn't scare off the English people because it was Finn McCool's you know yeah. so it was actually a good thing in that regard and even even America at that time. You know, I was coming out in nine eleven. It's still only ten yeah. years after nine eleven. Mm. The whole thing, the whole, the whole Irish Patriot thing was probably passed. So
0: okay, that's a good and one. And it's yeah. funny.
2: Uh, the Houston lads originally uh, set their club up, and they were a more militant bunch originally. <laughs> and they called it the Houston Fenians.
3: Oh man! Right. And I
2: remember. I remember Houston is, you know. In fairness to our club, we're largely, since I left the board, we're largely no drama club. We just run it, and Ali and Jason and those guys run a really good club. When I was there, it was more drama. But <laughs> but but in Houston, we're in the third division compared to Houston as far as drama, and they mm. play it all out on Facebook. They have these arguments on Facebook. <laughs> I've gone, i oh, my that's
1: God.
2: All, yeah. And <clears> they <throat> had a row over their name, the Houston Fenians, and they ended up changing it to the Houston Gales, and they had EGMs over that issue. Wow.
0: So, what's the so rivalry? Give Paddy
2: Walsh more credit. He yeah. saw all this coming and he just went for the most benign name you could come across in Ireland. Finn Paddy Moons.
0: Walsh sounds like a sounds like a hero. I have to ask as well, not you mentioned uh Austin all them. I had Adrian uh from San Antonio on. What's oh, Adrian's a great guy.
1: Oh, He's nice. really great. Guy. Yeah. yeah. So much
0: what's rivalry with them?
2: So it's funny yeah, with it, San Antonio. And... it feels like
3: there's less drama between Okay. It's it's it it kind of uh Eddie, sorry I interrupted you. Um sometimes it has felt like the other clubs versus austin sometimes right. and, sometimes and I'll, I'll let i'll let eddie get into, get uh, into some of the there has stories. been a
2: bit of that but i'll be honest yeah and i you you tell me about what it's like now because it's a few years since i've been out of the mix yeah. and that but dove is still the first guy that i ring if there's an issue in uh, sure. any of the texas clubs i ring dope offline and say what's the crack? You know? yeah. um, I always really liked Adrian. Adrian, So Adrian Brett's from Sligo. And Adrian was,
1: Adrian,
2: in fairness, uh, Adrian's knees went to the end. uh, Oh, he says, yeah. (laughs) is a really good footballer, right? Mm. Uh, But he ended up in San Antonio. I don't even know. I'm trying to think how did he end up down there. Was it a bank or something? I I don't know uh, randomly how he ended up down there. But, he grew the club there. They have a really strong Irish connection, stronger than any other of the Texas cities Mm -hmm. because of the Alamo. Did you know 14 of the people that died in the Alamo were from Ireland, born in Ireland?
0: I didn't know that, no.
3: Yeah, they have uh, have uh, a section with like flags from honoring from where all the people were from.
2: And there's only like 150 altogether. So it's a huge proportion are actually Irish born people that died in the Alamo. And the Alamo is right in the center of San Antonio. That's how the city grew up. And also, I think uh, the San Patricios and all that, I think they kind of call themselves. So they have all these Irish ethnic uh, cultural groups down (laughs) there. And apparently there's a lot of politics around it down there because it's probably got it's probably more Boston than Dallas. Because we don't have any of this baggage.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
2: But um, uh, their club kind of grew out of that. But Adrian was the link to football. I think since Adrian left, <laughs> they've never really. They've always had a lot of people involved. They've had. They've been much better at getting Americans than us.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, by I'd the say... same
2: token, they've never been competitive. Okay. Does that make yeah.
1: sense? <clears throat> yeah.
2: If we sent out our, there was times we out, We sent out our second team and we'd hockey them. Okay. They've never, and I, particularly since Adrian would literally take us on his, on his own, like Patty Walsh used to for against us against things. So it's a little bit like that. And they've never really the very few Irish people in San Antonio and San Antonio is right beside Austin yeah they're neighboring cities Um, about an
3: hour apart from one another via car
2: yeah okay and Austin's considered a really trendy city it's a good Mm -hmm. nightlife and all that and any Irish kids that come over here or whatever students they all go to Austin
0: okay so that's funny yeah because I I actually the reason I I thought of them was um I right, randomly had a missed call from him earlier, and I was like, "That's very random." And uh, I actually thought he was coming to like give me some dirt on you guys and like ask him this, <sighs> oh, and ask yeah, him this. Yeah, yeah. But no, he wasn't. He lost his phone, and he was so he was rigging like last numbers or something on it. So yeah, that's I was wondering. I was no, like, he's a, "He's
2: a really good guy." And then the guys, guy, guy, yeah. <laughs> at first we get on well, but all the clubs get on pretty well in firsts. like I said, I would say more was. drama in Austin. Yeah. Or sorry, yeah. Austin are always the best players. Houston have the most drama. Ourselves in San Antonio, I suppose we have our own bit of drama. It's
3: just, well, there's, there's definitely a different flavor of it on the women's side for more than a hot second. There was some bad blood between the Austin women and the the Dallas women. Um, And that's mostly because it was like siblings who would get sick of each other for a real long time. Like most of the years that I've been playing Austin and Dallas were the only women's club within a 10 hour drive. The next closest okay. women's team was in Denver, Colorado. So no matter yeah, my where team. we went yeah. or what we did, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No matter yeah. where we went or what we did, we would always see each other. So we just got so sick of it. We, we would even go to a tournament in Denver or the national tournament. We're trying to find games somewhere else. Cause uh, at least at the start of when I was starting to play each of the four cities in Texas would take a turn hosting. So the guys weren't playing the same teams back to back. Hmm. So like Houston would play Dallas one week, but then Dallas would play San Antonio and Houston would play Austin. So there was like yeah. a cycle through it, but no matter what city at we, we were in, no matter where we went, the Dallas and Austin women always saw each other. Okay. And so I, I yeah. can't, I can tell you uh, so many times at nationals, we would get so fed up because like we came all this way to do this thing and we're just playing the same time. So not yeah. the, not yeah. the nationals in San Francisco that Eddie was referring to, but there was another one more recently. Cool. Where it was like one of the hottest Labor Day weekends on record for San okay. Francisco. And we still had to play Austin. And we were like, oh my God, if we wanted to play Austin in 97 <laughs> yeah. degree heat, we would have just stayed home.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: but th- thankfully that's that's starting to dissipate, like new, new fresh blood is coming in on both yeah. sides. And so I'm I'm really thankful that we're starting to kind of put that behind but it was really just like a lack of women's clubs. I remember both of us both of the clubs were so excited the day Austin and San Antonio announced they were going to try and get a women's club going and mm. uh they're they're getting there. They uh, they they're still registering as like a combined team for a okay. lot of things. But like hey, we'll take it. Both Austin and Dallas were just like what can we do to support this? We're so yeah. excited for just fresh blood.
2: <laughs> I think one of the other problems with that too Ali and was that they're trying to force so that the Southwest Division a Southwest oh, no.
3: is, oh now we're gonna get into national national <laughs> yeah, drama so and this, I'm here for the, it. The,
2: the Southwest the tea, division Eddie. geographically we stretch from Louisiana through to Southern California. It's a continent, right? Only really a
1: small
0: we're area. The, we're,
2: <laughs> we're considered like a county or a sub county. It's like the mid-south yeah. region of Riscammon where you have fucking 20 clubs within 10 <laughs> miles, right? And and sometimes I feel that some people up in Boston are making decisions that are just not they're just they don't realize to
3: New England. Yeah, like and and not not only in New England, but like everybody comes out to this beautiful facility in Canton where they host the Nationals, but they've got like five pitches or whatever. Mm. And everybody from every club, from all like 15 of the men's clubs and the two ladies clubs will come out to this field and play it all at the same time. And it's all right here in Canton, Massachusetts, about like 45 minutes South of Boston. And it's all right there. So I don't think they truly realize that like, no, no, Dallas and Austin are
1: three hours apart. Yeah. yeah,
3: In New England, you can Mm. get to, you can drive through five states in three hours, and in Texas, you're yeah. driving for five, and you're still <laughs> yeah. in the same. And then, and then,
2: Ali, Ali, add to that the fact that the amount of Irish people in Massachusetts compared to Texas is just yeah. like you're, you're a more densely populated area, like New York. I lived in New York for a few yeah, years. Yeah. The same idea. I, I knew very few Irish people in New York <laughs> because it's kind of you know why would I? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere. Yeah, it's like being in <laughs> Ireland. You don't go your way to meet Irish people in yeah. Ireland um they're just there they happen but but my point is everything is close you know everything is like i used i used to be annoyed of going i never actually played in new york but i used i went up to a few games back in the day and i'd be gone oh my god this is like 45 minutes on a subway i never leave (laughs) manhattan i never leave manhattan this is ridiculous this better be a right good game and then you go from that to it's taken two days to basically play a game yeah. against Austin because mm. you have to stay overnight and stuff like that. You literally have to think about staying overnight to any game.
0: Yeah, it's pretty tough. It's 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 not like here, you know. You could drive, yeah. like Dublin are playing Donegal, you know, in the league final. I know it'll yeah. be over by the time this goes out, but, like, they were having a neutral venue because they said we didn't want them to travel too far, Like whereas, like, <laughs> a lot of yeah, people yeah, in college yeah, yeah. used to drive home to Donegal on the weekends and back to Dublin after, like, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: it's pretty short. Yeah, I got to say, I I had an, this isn't a football experience, but this is just like an Irish Texas experience. So I I had that study abroad in London. And because I had worked at the pub before my study abroad started, I actually flew into Dublin um, to visit friends beforehand that I had met working at the pub. Um, my accommodations in Dublin fell through, but my friend was like, Hey, come to Galway. Like I stuff fell through in Dublin, but like come to Galway, crack like we'll have the best time just come to Galway so he gives me information to to get on the bus from the airport in Dublin to Galway Jason it blew my mind that I was from literally one side of the country (laughs) to the other in less time than it took me to get from my apartment in Austin for college to my parents house like with a stop let like for lunch less time I was like oh my god I'm on the other side of the country and I'd still be it's
0: like that that now now. yeah like like and even even the roads, like if I don't know how many years ago that was, but like you can literally go yeah. Dublin to Galway now with the last set of traffic lights you hit are on the edge of Dublin and you can go across the country without stopping the car, basically. So yeah. like,
3: all of that to bring back into the Southwest division, spanning from Louisiana, which is just east of Texas, all the way to the West Coast.
0: That's like a, that's a lot three of space. week road trip.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: It, it, yes. Yes. <laughs> So, <laughs> yes
2: it is. but but i uh, so largely southwest was considered a developing area which yeah. we're still are like I, I would say
3: that's accurate because there's yeah. you know the clubs are dotted so yeah. far apart mostly in major cities
1: mm.
2: and the thing is um they, I guess they've seen like Austin in particular. Austin have literally won intermediate football and intermediate hurling. They've never yeah, went the senior in nationals, sure. okay. but they're literally the best at the rest of the country. They're probably the best. Star. I would say Austin over the last four or five years, they're probably the best club that's a proper club, not okay. a by Jeremy Connolly in sort of club. Yeah. Sort of thing. Do
0: you know what I mean? I, I yeah. didn't mean that
2: with them. The I know. Stars,
0: yeah, I know what you mean. The no,
2: they're,
3: they're majority homegrown players.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me how you can build uh, an organization based on bringing over players to get uh, Ali Ali D'Amico and Eddie Garcia get dropped in the summer then because yeah. you know it doesn't make yeah. any sense I don't, totally it, it helps, I don't know how it helps anything? them
0: it's been going on for forever though like um, I had the guys from Jersey Shore on and um, oh, nice. Pat Pat was on and Pat is like you know originally Donny Goldman but he told me about you know playing back in the the 60s in New York and he said the Derry New York team were, they were playing them in the final, and they uh, rang. They, you know, someone got word that they brought over this fella, you know, to play with them, and they rang Pat and they said, Pat, look, you're going to have to take this fella. Apparently, he's handy enough. And Pat yeah. was like, Okay, no problem, yeah. So Pat rocked up, and uh, Pat was marking Pat Spillane. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, think you know the the icon of the GA at the time. The I Pugotas know. The and, like, yeah. Pat well, I'll tell him you a story ahead to start the game, and Pat Spillane disappeared, and that was the end of it. So.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever been in Roscommon? There's a, a bar called Down the Hatch.
0: Uh, I've been Roscommon. I try and blank it out when I go there. No. <laughs> All right.
2: uh, uh, down, down the Hatch is uh, it's owned by two guys. One of the guys is um, Seamus Hayden. So Seamus Hayden was midfield for Roscommon for a decade okay. at the time when Roscommon were in the 1980 All-Ireland final, So he's right. one, one of the top midfielders yeah. in the country nicest mm. guy you could ever meet. And I'd, anytime I'd be home, my mother's house now is right beside it, so I'd side, going there for a few pints mm. and Tuesday nights. We just talk GA and stuff. Yeah. And he'd be Obviously, cause I'm in America. He'd be telling me all the stories. He literally, and this is in the middle. This is when I uh, were common. league champions. They won three or four in a row, Connacht and whatever. Mm. In the middle of all of that, he used to go over different weekends. If he didn't have a game to New York or Philadelphia, pick your place. He used to play for different clubs, different, different weekends. They fly Ooh, him Christ. over. And it's like, how does that make any sense to anybody? <laughs> it yeah. made sense well, to no, him. He I was mean 23 no wonder or 24 years of yeah.
1: age.
3: No He's wonder that, that third club that third ladies' club in Boston went under financially because that like that that's the what would up. happen. Not to mm. the same extent as it would on the men, but like yeah. the, the Shamrocks as an organization had like a house that they would rent for the summer for Whoa. the girls, they would try and get them hooked up with like summer jobs and things like that there wasn't as much in terms of like stipend or actually like flying over because we didn't yeah. have that kind of money but there was that same idea of like we're gonna bring in yeah. all of these other players so it, it's interesting with the like with the pandemic and everything that's happened and sort of the lack of ability to travel internationally like that i it'll be interesting to see what some of those clubs look like mm. at the national Ooh. tournament this year yeah I, well, I, well, I would say from experience if, if the shamrocks and um the other club whose name escapes me at the moment want to combine they def- i think they would have enough homegrown to players between them to field an excellent team okay but that's two clubs with some homegrown yeah people versus like yeah it it
2: probably will be interesting actually as to about that that because the the senior division in nationals and to give you an idea of even the nationals as regards boston and chicago really the clubs there all they care about is boston and chicago
1: Hmm. they'll
2: send a team to nationals or they may not the last time i was in nationals was two years ago was that virginia
3: ali yeah it was virginia i i missed that one because i was Registered with the Shamrocks, but they lost to the other clubs. They didn't get to go. So I was like, "Okay." I, yeah, and that I'm was gonna, the year that Tier McConley
2: left the Dublin panel, and he ended yep. up over in Boston. That's right. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, I think was it was the Blues he played was up there, Boston Blues. Or honestly, I don't blues?
3: know. I I didn't yeah, know a lot of the men's team there wasn't a lot of coed um, social events, so yeah. I didn't know a lot of the men's clubs when I was up there.
2: So, so in any case, they they whatever team he was with won the championship. Surprise, hmm. surprise. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I mean, this is one of the best footballers probably ever in game yeah. football and just, and he's peak fitness. He wasn't like he was 30, 45.
3: <laughs> yeah. Get him on for the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
2: He yeah. Was definitely, pretty yeah. Good. yeah. he was pretty good. Um, but they didn't even send a team to nationals that year. And I do whereas, remember this
3: drama. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, they okay. did, and nobody, like, and in fairness, I was looking forward to seeing Jeremy Conley in, in that setting. I'd like, I, you know, I, I, I love the game and whatever. And it's great to be able to see a player of that magnitude in a, in a lower level, just to see mm. how good he really is. He probably, you know, it's low. It's great to see these. I Paul Mannion a few years ago played in Chicago and I've seen him and we all went to see him, you know, you just watch yeah. him, just watch yeah. That was before Paul Mannion was Paul Mannion, actually. Mm. He was more known as a soccer player, I think, than he was a Gaelic player. But, um, it's great to see, but, uh, and I don't blame, by the way, I don't blame Jeremy Connolly for this at all, but the club never even sent a team, but they didn't care because the fine is 2,500. So uh, J- uh, Jason was asking me the other day about, you know, we have these decisions to make every year. Do we even enter a team in nationals? Because if we don't enter a team, they'll fine us $2,500, which is an existential crisis for a club like us. Yeah.
1: My yeah.
3: For, for most change. of the clubs in the Southwest, honestly, not all of them, but for most of the clubs in the Southwest, that, that fine is something it's really big, big to money. take into consideration.
0: Yeah. That could, for that any, could any club in the world that's a lot of money energy that, could, yeah, that exactly. could sink a club but <laughs> yeah. but it's
3: to me to me the
2: boston clubs you know you're either in north america or you're not so you know if you're going to make a if you're going to bring the german colonies over you should make sure that they're there mm. yeah, at
1: nationals
2: yeah. but they don't care because it's their local whatever measuring so it, it, it's
3: their it's their boston. local rivalries yeah.
0: yeah that's a pity yeah you think that I didn't realize that because the only pictures and news we really got over here that well at the time I didn't really listen to it too much but it was just the business in Boston and yeah they won and that was about the height of it there wasn't it wasn't front page news in some ways over here so
2: yeah, it was just front page news mm-hmm. that he was actually
0: there. Yeah, but and 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 he won the championship
2: the Sunday beforehand, and we're all the Boston ones always run right up to nationals. So they, mm-hmm. in, in their defense, mm-hmm. they they don't know who the champions are until the week before, the before. nationals.
1: Okay. Yeah, which now, is granted, it was driving it.
2: distance mm-hmm. for them though. It's in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, for it's us, not that far away. Like that's that's our local derby. They could have dropped down. You know what I mean? Things like that yeah. just bug you a little bit. Yeah, because but going back to austin i think if you stripped out all of that i would say the last five years austin have won intermediate hurling intermediate football they've never went senior because you can't compete against the jeremy connelly yeah fair
0: enough well, but it, i think, it's, that, it's
3: I think it's
1: that's unfair
3: you say that. i mean mm. i i it's interesting you say that because the going back to that recent san francisco finals um there were uh, there was a women's club from i one of the carolinas i I can't remember which one, but they were they only had two Irish born on their team and they they won the whole thing for ladies senior. But granted, okay. they were very close to a college. I think they were really close to Duke. And so they they had a lot of college athletes to be pulling from. But okay. the way they just like took to the game. So like it's, it's not impossible is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and yeah. do you remember your I own do.
0: debut, Ali, when you started out?
3: Oh yeah. I mean, I, I think we were junior C at the time. Um, it was not, uh, so I, it goes in cycles here about which yeah. city hosts the tournament. So it's Boston is coming up right now. It was the last time Boston hosted okay. nationals. Um, that, yeah, I, I loved the game. That was my first season with it. Um, I don't remember that I had any like super shining moments, but <laughs> it was, it was definitely a lot of fun. Um, like I said, not really having much of a team sports background. I kind of, gravitated more towards the defender position okay. because of that martial arts background. I'm like, I don't necessarily know what I'm doing with like kicking a ball or hand passing a ball. I don't know what to do with the ball, but I can get in your way.
0: Yeah. And, nothing and... wrong with martial arts and the GA. I yeah. think they go hand in hand.
2: I
3: don't know if, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll
2: take you out. If, if, if you get I, by her God, I, God, I will, I, will.
3: <laughs> I I will. There was uh, one game. And it, this is in the, the last time San Francisco played, uh, my person and I were both going for a ball. It was, I was playing um, right wing back at the time, and we were both going for the ball. It, she went to the ground trying to get the ball and like batted it away. So the ball went out to other place yeah. somewhere. I turn around to go, to go follow the ball, only to look down and find that she's grabbed my ankle. So without even really thinking about it, I just kind of like bop her on the head and like run back towards the ball. But because the ref was over by the ball, only the sidelines saw it. So it like, <laughs> I mean, on the one hand, was it the most appropriate response? Probably not. But at the same time, don't grab my ankle. Did like, you tell I don't that story at your,
0: at your Rosa Trulli audition, though?
3: Oh, this was years after. The, oh, this was okay. after I had aged out of out of Rosa Trulli stuff.
0: You really should go for the Rosa Trulli again and just be there to tell that story because the whole country will be right behind you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm too old. It's it's fine.
0: Oh, you would be fine. Okay, you'd I, you'd, you'd, I you'd win it with that kind though. of story easily. You'd win it on that story alone. Yeah. Well, and then
3: you... I... I also have a good story that I wasn't able to tell until uh, after I I had aged out really. Or, well, no, I just think I wasn't involved in the competition that year. But uh, Eddie, I think you'll appreciate the story because it involves Brian. Um, All right. (laughs) I, I had just started working at the pub. I was still fairly new. I was working the door. So I would say like, hi, welcome to Fido. Can I see your ID? And at the end of the night, I'd say, you know, get the fuck get out. out. Yeah. Um, Can I swear on this podcast?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's fine. great. It'll be edited um, later, right? No, it won't. Not at all.
3: <laughs> uh, anyway. So this was like one night, a couple months into when I was working before the bartenders had bothered to learn my name because there was such high turnover in the door staff mm. usually. And the Austin club had just hosted a game. And so I was outside, so I didn't really see any of the things going on inside. But apparently Brian and this other guy were served way too close to last call. Two o'clock runs around, it rolls around. And that's when like me and my team, there were three people on door that night. Um, go around and start like collecting drinks and yeah. sort of like gently shooing people out. Cause there's a hard out at 2:15. Otherwise like the TABC, the Texas alcohol and beverage commission will like fine oh. you or shut you down or do things. So it's, a, it's a hard out at 2:15. 15. Okay. Um, and so I see these guys with their beers. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Let me go empty the trash. Let me go get some beers from the regulars. Let me do some other things. My colleagues on the other hand, decide to start getting into it with these lads being like, you gotta go, man, you gotta go drink up, drink up, drink up. Finally, all I hear is like, you want my beer? You can fucking have it. So somebody chugs, it was Brian. Brian chugs his Guinness, slams it down on the on the glass and or the glass. On, the, on the bar, broke the glass, cut his hand. I'm thinking, yeah. oh no, what fresh hell do I have to deal with now? I take a deep breath. I get like the broom and dustpan. I get my teacher voice on. And Jason, you can appreciate yeah. this as a teacher. And I'm like, everybody get out. And like, <laughs> but like way louder than that. I didn't yeah. want to like blow out the sound. Yeah. And, and the other guy is like, Come on, man, we got to go. We got to go. And that was also like the first time the bartenders learned my name because like nobody expected this like stern teacher voice saying like, get the hell out. I'm done in the night. So fast forward a couple of years later, it's my first season with um, with Dallas. Uh, My Jason and I have started dating. We're going down to the Austin tournament. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to go to the Austin tournament. I love the sponsor pub. I used to work there. This bar, like just going on and on about this bar. He's like, oh, this bar. Let me tell you about this bar. And I start to hear the story from the other side. And this is how I learned that they oh, got no way. way too close to last call. <laughs> and I was like, this, we're, we're on the middle of nowhere down I-35. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Is, is this what happened next with this big loud voice? He's like, oh my years. God, yes. And he's like,
1: that, that was us. You. That, you, that, were
2: the, you were on the other side of that. I never knew that. It's yeah. Not,
0: it's yeah,
3: So re- technically the first time we ever met, I kicked his ass out of a bar. <laughs>
0: that is brilliant no, i i love that one, won't yeah. tell brian oh well oh, yeah. un- until he finds out on this if he listens to it yeah yeah oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah definitely yeah.
3: Uh, enough time has passed it's water under the bridge yeah. i'm sure yeah, brian yeah. wouldn't mind it's all,
0: it's yeah. all good. besides
3: i i yeah. wasn't the one trying to take his guinness away that was
0: yeah
1: that was guys. my colleague but, yeah, that but yeah. to give
2: you an idea jason about uh, just uh, to follow on from that is it it has been I like, guess definitely at the start it was great fun actually going on a trip to austin because we'd have the night out we'd rent the hotels or get the hotel rooms and everything it was good fun um but it's hard to build a whole
1: championship
2: on it as well because after a while you know you're doing it every week every few months it gets harder so it's always been it's a huge challenge for us all
3: well, uh, I think I, I think we'll come back a little bit now that the pandemic's over. Everybody's been so cooped up for so long. Yeah, I think they probably ready yeah. to get a, out. Yeah, I, I even see.
2: I went down to the train the other day, and we have a load of guys in this year. And again, yeah, it's just random. It's for really us, we don't exciting. really recruit players; hmm. they just randomly. There's a guy from Galway, and hmm. an Irish company, and they've set up a branch here, and he's starting to recruit guys from Ireland because of what he does. Yeah, uh, and plus he's a proper GM man; he knows the right thing to I, do. Uh,
0: yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, it's always good. Yeah,
2: part of the part of the part of the interview is related to Gaelic football skills.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so that's always a good thing to have. Yeah, in your interviews. Exactly, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, but in reality, we have a good few players this year, but it's it's random, and um, we've we've always struggled. I think the, our women's team have done a better job of because its roots was more American based. Mm. It's I think it's been better recruiting players. We have struggled over the years to get American guys to play. We've we have a few stalwarts, Jason being one, Gabe, but there's an awful lot now. Drew came back this year, and Drew was Drew's Thank one of these guys.
3: Goodness, this, Drew came back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> You know, certain people are just really good yeah. athletes and they just they're good learners and they get mm. it straight away. And this guy, Drew, just came to us. I don't even know how he came because His wife plays with us. She's really good. in the Yeah, no, his,
3: his wife has been a constant with the women's team. But yeah. Drew oh. took a break to actually go play rugby for a little bit.
2: And the right. reason we lost Drew was not because Drew fell out with us. It's because we didn't have games.
3: And
1: I, yeah. I get it. So he
2: started, he he played a rugby game. Rugby's big here. I was Mm. bigger. I mean, yeah,
3: there's like three clubs that have like pretty consistent play amongst each Mm. other.
2: They're constantly playing games. And that's just within Dallas. They've also clubs in Austin. You know what I mean? So they have a proper league. So he wanted games. He's a big, strong lad. He's in his twenties. Is he in his twenties still? Ali's just about Well,
3: that's a good question. I he's, he's
2: but he's still he's at his physical peak.
1: Yeah. No, he's super fit.
3: They're like between he and his wife are probably somewhere between twenty eight and thirty two. That's okay. that's my guess. <laughs> it's
0: sounds pretty 30. impressive,
3: yeah.
1: So, but yeah no, back I mean she's
3: she's year. super fit as well. Mm. She can yeah. outrun just about anybody. Yeah. But
2: he's back this year, which is great because it's great. It's, it's horrible. But we, we seem to have lost Vernell now. And it's funny, Vernell, well, just to give you an idea of our Vernell's dad was a Hall of Fame NBA player with the Dallas Mavericks. Who is he? And he, he Ver- had played professional basketball. And in fairness, you want to see him as a physical specimen. He's got a pair of arms that can go from one end of the room to the other. And he, 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 play he can
3: He can palm a size five. Yeah, like, he's a ridiculous. Hand. One, one what, of what my his favorite name? moments.
2: Ron, Ronald Blackman. They they retired his jersey in the Mavericks. Wow. Okay.
3: I didn't. I didn't know they retired his dad's jersey. That's awesome. One of my favorite moments of seeing just Vernell as as an all around athlete. Um, I had was in grad school, so I was in Boston at the time. The my club didn't make it to finals, and I don't think the women came to finals that year either. But this was the year it was in Philly. The men came down for Philly, so I was like. Screw it! I miss my Jason. I'm gonna like yeah. dra- rent a car and drive down. It's gonna be great. And so I was able to like live stream the men's games and things like that. And so Vernell is is very tall, super tall, and like six he... foot
2: eight. Sorry, okay. our, yeah. I'm
3: gonna join in a line here. Our midfield
2: last year we had Aiden Quinn. Or two years ago, I forget about last year. uh Aiden Quinn and Vernell Blackman, right? <laughs> I think one of them was six foot eight, and the other is like six foot seven. That was our midfield. It and was it's funny wild. Uh, uh, Aiden's father's from Derry. He played inter county for Derry way back when. He's still a big man. Yeah. I I took a photograph of the two of them. They asked me to take a photograph. I still have it to this day. <laughs> Aiden makes Kieran look like a dwarf.
1: <laughs> His son is very tall. Big Aiden
2: is, and he's physically fit. He can run as well. Yeah. My he, God, he's he he played
3: with us up until he had to like go off and go to college. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. I think he he back. I was talking. Yeah. To him yeah. Yeah, I think he's going
0: back. But well, with, he with, went with, to a city
3: with... that doesn't have a football club. So he's still. Yeah. Lives.
0: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. He's years for now, anyway. Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. so a, uh, geez. He sounds like a, sounds like an interesting guy as well. Yeah. Um, no, look they, up that.
3: they both are. Um. So, and it, so Brunel was, be, they were playing Boston Galway, the, their Boston yeah. Galway men. And so that they're not a very tall team. Nothing against them. I mean, they're not short, but they're not mm. six foot eight yeah. tall. And so there's this guy who's like, at least two heads shorter than him trying to guard him. And then Rennell gets the ball and he just takes off like a gazelle. And he like does this weird, like Hmm. basketball around the body thing with the ball and the, the Boston Galway guy guarding him just like bends over double and starts laughing. Cause like, he was just like, what am I supposed to do with this? How you am I supposed to guard this?
0: You can't defend against that kind of player in fairness. That's yeah. uh yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty unique yeah Um the other couple of questions then I have to ask him, um, Eddie, maybe you've been the Irishman. Have you introduced the uh Texas community to Father Ted? Uh some of them here and there, here okay. and there. It's on They're... Netflix now. Yeah, it's, on, it's on
3: Netflix now. I thought it was just yeah, on Apple TV. It
2: was on well it was on it was on Netflix. I can't okay. guarantee it, but it was okay. on there.
0: I'll have okay. to go. But
2: yeah, go I I have thrown a few of them out. To, to people of the Good.
0: That's the main thing, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Ali, I have to ask you as well. Have you been given like an adopted Irish county to follow?
3: Uh, not really. You know, through ancestry or uh, researching my like genealogy and ancestry with my mom. D'Amico is a very Italian last name, so yeah. I've always kind of like. And my dad is like fully Italian American. I mean, mm. it goes generations back, but so like you should be following Italians. the Rossies then. Well, wow. no. So I'm getting there. Uh, when my my mom's side is where the Irish side comes in. Okay. My mom's half Irish. I'm a quarter. But it comes in a couple different ways. Um, my mother's, my grandmother's father was from Tyrone, and my grandfather's mother is from Belfast. So I neither
0: neither them are any use. You want to get a better better area than that. Good I mean, I, I got think it. So, West my Mead point is, I have a, a, I
3: have a soft spot for some of the northern counties, was, was my point. Yeah, oh right. bla-
0: blanket defense will <laughs> be coming into Dallas football now yeah. soon enough as well. So, oh so, yeah. so, so But, but so, you know,
3: Jason, I, I go, yeah, no, go, go ahead, Eddie. I was just going to say, I like, I don't know. I, li- I like everybody. I don't really.
0: West Mead is the team you want to follow. Don't listen to Eddie, sure. whatever he says. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So,
2: Jason, uh, it's interesting. The Rossies. Um, the term, you know everybody calls the Roscommon, the Rossies, yeah, right? Yeah. That actually came from not because of derivative, because Patty Joe Burker local barber, coined that phrase in the early 80s because of Paolo Rossi from Italy. Do you remember? Yeah, the top the footballer, yeah. Soccer player. And he started calling us the Rossies, and he everybody went in, every G A, every self-respecting G A man went in there to get his hair cut. And that's how it came. He started on about r Paula Rossi, Paula Rossi, oh, Paula Rossi. And then it became the Rossies. That's how we say, became the Rossies.
3: Not that a I, true I do story.
2: Like... Yeah, it's actually a true story. At first, he's okay. kind of become a, a minor celebrity in GA oh, law
3: back in Ireland now
0: right that's I really to, cute i have to remember that one jesus that. christ that's amazing see
2: patty job burke you'll see it i will i have
0: definitely got to google him after Stay, yeah
3: staying on Ross common for a minute and like reasons to, to like russ, russ common from a football perspective um none. i absolutely love chris o'dowd and oh yeah and, apart from that and um <laughs> well no i love that he he also played for Roscommon and yeah. then uh, Moon Boy is just absolutely Brilliant. delightful. Speaking of like Irish shows, like yeah. Moon Boy is yeah. just absolutely yeah, well, to I'll,
2: watch. I'll have you know, Ali, that's North Roscommon. That's, that's not
0: Boyle.
3: You know what? You know what? That's, that's you know Boyle. It's, it's Roscommon. <laughs> no,
0: it's not. No, no, it's <laughs> not. It's not all 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 right.
3: all Fair enough. Sligo, so. No, no, no. It's okay. Yeah. I. <laughs> clearly i don't know what i'm talking no, about so
0: i'm no, gonna no, shut it's up. Fine. yeah no it's
2: <laughs> no, all right I'm don't. Only joking. I'm only joking. if you have any areas. links to
0: chris o'dowd uh, eddie and go on to get him on the podcast i'd love to get him on if you know anyone who knows anyone so.
2: <laughs> I, I i actually don't i i know lads that played with him back in the days so when he played yeah. football, but i know that, i don't know has anybody kept in contact with him um we'll
0: find someone who has that'd be great yeah <laughs>
2: yeah he'd be a great one to get but yeah. to give you an idea actually one thing about our club we've always had a healthy amount of uh, people coming here that have done the GA jersey, the Finn McCool's yeah. jersey. So we've had, over the years, Desi Farrell has togged for Finn McCool's. Really? Mike, Michael Dyknen has put on a jersey.
0: I'll have to, have to message him Finanen. after. Bernard Flynn's my neighbour.
2: All right. <laughs> he uh, the uh, tell, Bernard you're, tell Bernard you're talking to me.
0: Right. I still, He'll I still you, keep
2: on yeah. contact. He's been over here a few times. Um, uh, DJ Carey came over here. Right, and we, we played it so we, we a few years back we did this weird thing whereby is a Davy Devlin escapade. We tried to, so seven Davy met Desi Farrell in Dublin, way back or in Dublin, New York, uh, 10 years ago. And we kind of got on well with him or whatever. Um, between once, it was when we were starting the club, and we we're all big into ideas then. Mm. So I said to him, any chance you can get us the all stars because he was over the GPA. I goes, no, but would you be interested in the Railway Cup? And the Railway Cup was dying yeah. on its feet. <laughs> so we, we entered into this one-year thing whereby we tried to get uh, the Railway Cup to Dallas. So if you go on uh, YouTube, the, you'll see videos. with promotional videos for the Railway Cup in Dallas. So as a result of that, they, Desi arranged different people to come over promoting the whole idea. We actually, had, we actually raised a lot of sponsorship, but we didn't get, get enough.
1: Okay. The GEA
2: wouldn't put any money into themselves at all. We had to basically come up with all the money.
1: Whoa.
2: but And you can imagine, it was going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but in any case, uh, as part of that, uh, Davey actually knew somebody in Autism Ireland, and there was a guy here who put a load of money into Autism Ireland as a result of that. And because of the railway cup, then Diagnan, um, Michael Diagnan, and Bernard Flint from Mullingar. Well, hmm. the head of Autism Ireland is lived or lived in I, I know him,
0: yeah, yeah, Kevin. I know him. I used to, I, yeah, I realized like autism so D- unit, yeah, I know him well, yeah.
2: So, da- so, Davey knows him well too. His sister is a really top woman in the autism thing, right. And, in Ireland. Yeah,
0: they're amazing. And yeah. as
2: a result of that, he brought Michael, Dign- Michael Dignan Michael Daigna and Bernard Flynn are best friends. Yeah. And the two of them come over, the wild characters, good characters. And then, and I don't know how DJ Carey ended up coming, but then through the American Ireland Fund because that all got involved. DJ has been over here a bunch of times and okay. Desi comes over. Desi has been over a fair amount. Like we did this virtual thing this year where me and Davey actually hosted and Desi came on and did a presentation because oh, now cute. he's being- as I as I say to him, now you're big time Desi. We need to use you. He's a total gentleman. He's a real good guy. He's, a, he's, he's um so so we've had a we've had a bit of fun over here with with guys coming over because we're the only ones in town. Like yeah. we're yeah. the only organization and kind of all the Irish organizations work together here because we have yeah. to. Yeah. Generally so. in most cities in America they're in rivals and everybody hates each other, but here we don't even have that option.
0: I love it. Yeah, that's brilliant. I've so many. Th- you've surprised me have so many things to look up after uh, after leave. I'm, I'm here. excited oh, yeah. about
3: you talking. You, you've got some of the other Texas clubs already on the docket. Like I know in that group message yeah. on Instagram that you have uh, the mm. San Antonio club is in there, and isn't Houston in there? Have you reached? Yeah, out to I just
0: there's a couple of last questions. If you don't mind me throwing them at you, they're yeah, kind of it. the stu- stupid ones. <laughs> um, every club has tried them, and they're kind of um, designed, I suppose, for Dallas slash Ireland. So uh, there's some of them, Ali. You might uh, be able to jump in with, and then Eddie will have to do a few as well. So. Um, I'm going to go with the first one Ali or no Eddie I'll go with you first so you can choose between uh, the Dallas uh, Texan himself Stone Cold Steve Austin or you can go with uh, Dermot Murta the Common, hero or you might want to go with Seamus Hayden now instead maybe oh that's uh, obviously Seamus Hayden <laughs> I'll take just that like one. What, Who would
3: who would Obviously. win in a who would win in a fight? Is that? Oh, the... just
0: in in general, they're just stupid oh, okay. questions. Yeah, that you can just pick from. Um, the next one, Eddie, I might have to ask you is somebody's uh, Some of these are very Irish, Ali. I have to apologise, but um, that's fine, Eddie. Uh, you can choose between a Texan man, Willie Nelson, or GA legend Willie Joe Padden. Oh jeez,
2: I'd probably go for Willie Nelson in on that one.
0: Willie Joe, Willie
1: Joe
2: was he was our nemesis for years. Yeah, okay, go for
0: him. yeah, okay, uh, Ali. I'll ask you this one because you've experience in Ireland, so you might be familiar with these guys. Uh, the dixie chicks who i believe are from texas or yeah. the Coors, who are ireland's great minus uh, the the lunatic guy
3: <laughs> Dix, uh, dixie oh, yeah. chicks yeah i uh, okay. they they've had some interesting politics but I, I don't i'm not familiar enough with with the cores music to okay. To
2: yeah, Jim Jim, but... yeah. Jim, Jim Core would actually fit in very well in Texas. <laughs> his, his political views would probably come right down in the middle of Texas. Yeah,
0: that's going to be my tagline for this podcast Dallas Fionn Jim Core would fit in well for <laughs> <laughs> <Jim Corr> Ali. <laughs> if you don't know Jim Corey, he's, he's a lunatic essentially, he's a good musician, but he's a lunatic. Um, yeah.
2: So, so just before you go, what's the history of the podcast and how did you end up doing this loaf of bread even? Yeah. Than uh
0: well you can YouTube then if you want after since so I'm going YouTube in half of the world. Well, yeah. Um podio speech in two thousand and four to the, the Westme team. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Famous speech. <laughs> No, I, I yeah. saw that I,
3: I listened to that and you're like little seven minute trailer. Yeah, I thought that was very right, yeah. well that that gives a, a really good idea of what your podcast right. was, yeah, yeah. It's
0: so it's part to. it's part history as well because um I've just written two history books for primary schools here which have just been released as well so, so I'm a big big history nerd thanks I'm a big history nerd big sports nerd so there's a way of combining the two in because there's so many ga podcasts here now there there's they're Anywhere and everywhere, but they all do the same thing. It's all talk about the games, debate, controversy, mm-hmm. change the rules. And I'm like, I love all that, but I don't really <laughs> want to do that. So I want to try and bring the memories try back and bring the, the the fun times and all that. So it's kind of a way of doing yeah. it. And then the, this one, the, the GA Global one, just came about from the travel and just seeing so much abroad and just like they really need some yeah, sort yeah, of publicity. Yeah. Like let someone tell tell them the world they exist like. So like I told some of the guys in, in around here, that like, uh, I got, you know, a jersey from Suju Aeroog in China and they were like, where the fuck is that? And I was like, they have, they have a really good GA club out there, you know, and like, these are the kind of things that I've got to, I'm just trying to get across really, um, I suppose, yeah, that's kind yeah, of what yeah. i Actually, speaking of jerseys as well, the, the last thing I always ask is, can people, because obviously a lot of Irish people love a random GA jersey, no more than myself, is there anywhere that can be bought your, your uh, yeah
3: on the O'Neill stores O'Neill. actually O'Neill's. when you go to the different clubs, you can type yep. in Dallas or Finn McCool. Um F I O N N M A C capital C.
0: Yeah. <laughs> testing our spelling here.
3: Yeah, I know exactly. That's why U-M-H. I'm referring on umh on to th- Thank you. Yep.
1: Uh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
3: Follow at Dallas GAA on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're probably most active on Instagram and Facebook
0: awesome. I'm Instagram. Yeah. My Facebook is kind of just there to have in some ways. I don't use it too much. So, um, we have some people who
3: are super attached to the Facebook and then some people who are all about the Instagram and we have Twitter just because you kind of have to.
0: Yeah. Always the way I'm the same. I'm I'm exactly the same. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the last thing I have to ask you then, um, is there anyone, Ali, you want to give a shout out to before you go when this eventually airs?
3: Um, I would like to give a shout out to TJ Jensen. She's our registrar and I got to say she has, has been like a big part of the heart and soul and keeping the logistics moving forward, making sure everybody's registered, meets those deadlines. It's it's what keeps us a club is because she keeps us on track with all of that sort of stuff. Um, American born. I think she's just like a really great example of, of how this sport that started in one place can go to these different places and create yeah. solid community um throughout so like big shout out to tj
0: awesome love it yeah and eddie is there anyone back in hat league or the galway board or Roscommon board or wherever you want <laughs> oh uh, well i've seen that
2: we're on the finn mccool trend uh, obviously paddy walsh uh, he's currently yeah. in <laughs> yeah. galway our our, our our founding father
0: brilliant <laughs> i have to I have it. to find no, out pa- paddy walsh uh, where, whereabouts in galway is he do you know
2: so his wife, his wife, he ended up over here because his wife did. Uh, she's a dentist and she, uh, I'll tell you a great story, actually. <laughs> so um, he, so his wife, she's a character, Briga Howley, and she's from Galway. Uh, but she came over here. She was a, already a dentist in Ireland, but she came over here because to do pediatric dentists. Okay. Actually, we've had a bunch of people that came over here. There's a the Baylor School of Dentistry, is one of the best dentist schools in the world, apparently. And they have a specialist program for pediatric dentistry, which okay. in fairness, I don't know about your you, but in my days, we didn't want to go to the dentist. <laughs> there are mind actually have a specialist area that dealt yeah. with kids' yeah. teeth. But it's become more of a thing now. People are minding their teeth in Ireland. And she went back and I think she was the only pediatric dentist in galway last i heard there may be more now but uh, she's a great woman in fairness but yeah that, that's where they are but a great story um a GEA story so patty was our obviously carried our club on the back on the field and off the field yeah and we're in yeah. san francisco the very first nationals we went and of course my brother brian he's hovering around and he's chatting to anybody who will talk GEA. he's like a, a kid in a candy store as i say in <laughs> america and Brian strikes up a conversation with um, Joe McDonough. Do you remember? He's yeah. sadly deceased. now. Yeah. So Joe was the ex-president of the GEA. Hmm. So Brian started talking to him because our club at home, Joe McDonough opened the field and our club at home is like our hurling club, right? Because we come yeah. from the hurling area. It's literally a, a club that was like, it's funny. I, I seem to follow these clubs that we have no members yet. It's a, re- it's a really <laughs> strong club. But it's never had almost every year's feeling a team is a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same in Dallas. So I, I seem to go with that model. But in any case, Joe McDonough came down and opened the field, and it was a weird time. Our president, who was a president of the county board in Roscommon, it was two. It was a an old rambling house, and you don't see them okay. anymore. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I'm yeah. on about. Yeah, you got, yeah. The, you got people just walking off the street and go to this house, and it was like two bachelors and and a spinster's brothers and sister living together. They're all dead now. But of course, Joe McDonough remembered. it and He says oh, that was the best weekend of my life. You know, he he did all those openings forever into yeah. this house because they're they they're all all of the people. Are dead now, but they're completely mad.
1: It's, it's yeah. very fun, yeah. like
2: in fairness. But in any case, I mean, he remembered it all. And then, then whatever it was, Joe McDonough over the weekend, he was kind of striking up a friendship. But anytime anything happened, uh, Brian, he would be calling over Brian to the extent that when we won our Junior B Championship with all of our Cork stars, he called out, Jesus, it's amazing to come over here. I remember these lads in Tremand and Riscommon, <laughs> you know, like That's putting Riscommon and Hurling in the same yeah. sentence. So That's he kind brilliant. of did, but in the middle of it all, and I was, uh, Brian introduces Joe McDonough to Paddy, and goes, and Paddy's very humble.
1: Okay.
2: And, and, oh yeah, played for Mayo and da da, da Oh yeah, and of course Paddy wouldn't even want to talk about it. And then Briga, and she's gone, oh yeah yeah, goes, Joe McDonough, sure are a and like myself and whatever. And he goes, uh, and Briga, and and your man says, is by any chance is it Briga Howley? And <laughs> Davy is our uh, Briga's on. How the hell do you know my name? Uh, he was a teacher in Galway and he says the only person he ever heard of, she, he used to teach with her mother and the, it's the only time he oh, ever geez. came across the name Briga. Cause it's a Swedish. Yeah. I
0: never heard of it. Yeah. You
2: never come across it. So it's sure. yeah, so funny. Cause she hadn't a clue who he was. She was allergic to GEA. She was only there for the, the weekend.
3: <laughs>
0: that is brilliant. Jason,
3: thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, your thank podcast. you. It was so lovely. Thank yeah, you thank for you. having us on. Thank you for choosing to, feature dallas finn mccool on, yeah, on the podcast um we'll be definitely
1: talking
0: yeah, about sure, it yeah. after
3: recording and promoting it when the episode airs. yeah
0: awesome thanks so much for coming on guys really appreciate it all right thanks for having really us. yeah having a good day, talk everyone. to you guys. soon yeah Bye. take it easy right. bye-bye coming up the next day on the loaf of bread ga global we cut into our next slice we got the kit from O'Neill's, you know, they, most of the guys didn't know what O'Neill's was and went up <laughs> to play with Dallas and, you know, they, they just heard we were putting a team together and they didn't really know,
2: you know, what, what that would look like. Mm. So, um, you know, they put out their B team and um, some of their lady, lady players were, were playing with them too. And I,
0: I think they expected a mismatch. Yeah. And, um, we turned up with this brand new o'neill's kit and then yeah. i had to convince <laughs> all the the local guys to put on the short shorts and uh that was, you know it's a basketball city here yeah. so they're used to it's in the like, land yeah yeah it's like yeah. It's like, it's like as you'd say catholic school here the shorts have
2: <laughs> below the knee and uh you're putting these things in and you'd swear you're asking to put
1: on a pair of speedos and yeah it,
0: it, I say a big thanks to Ali and Eddie and make my way to the next destination. And coming up on Thursday next on the Loaf of Bread GEA podcast, my next slice is a local one. Slice 28 brings us across the state and keeps the rivalry in Texas going as we meet former Sligo football star Adrian Brett and find out all about San Antonio GEA. I find out all about his own Sligo career, the life at San Antonio, the rivalries of the other Texas clubs, the US GEA, and much, much more. That's next Thursday from 9am as we continue the journey with two slices a week. I'll see you at the Arrivals Hall, but until then, check out the various clubs on the Instagram page and see all the amazing work they do and some of the nicest GA gear going. Find the podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on TikTok. Email loafofbreadpod at gmail.com or just simply hit the follow button and spread the word of the Loaf of Bread GA pod across the globe. Sloanagy.